We're good. Luke chapter 1, and the the place where we're going to be kind of today is, starts in verse 57, but we're going to back all the way up to the beginning, <laughs> the beginning of the chapter to kind of get some some uh, scope on it and and <clears throat> so let me read uh, the portion that we're going to talk about today in Luke chapter 1 verse 57 <clears throat> and now Elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son that be John John the Baptist and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. Can you imagine that? Probably was a topic of conversation. Uh, she's old and well-stricken in years, and now she's been pregnant for nine months, and then she has a baby, and they're going, wow. And, and you think that she might have said, well, I had a visitor. I had a visitor that said this is what's going to happen. You think she spread that, that gospel tale. <clears throat> so her neighbors and... Her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her and rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. That was the law. That was the custom. On the eighth day they came together and they had a blessing over the child, circumcised them and gave them, uh, as custom was, they announced their name and kind of a public display. They came to circumcise the child and they, that would be the neighbors and the cousins, they called him Zacharias after the name of his father, and his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And I think that was revealed to her by the the angel, the same one that revealed it to Zacharias, her husband. <clears throat> and they said unto her, there, there is none of thy kindred that's called by this name. Why are you calling him John? Who's that? Johannan. Johannan. Gracious. One that would come and prepare the way of the Lord. <clears throat> he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There's none of thy kindred that's called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table or a, t- a tablet and was what this word means. And they wrote and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they all marveled. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt around about them, and all these sayings were noised about through, abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And, they, and all they that heard them laid them up, in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Originally, I'd planned to go a little bit further today, but it was not to be. <laughs> so back up with me a little bit to... We're, we're going to back up clear, uh, clear back a little ways to the beginning of the chapter. <clears throat> and... We'll be looking at at a couple of things. Um, we'll look at in uh, chapter one, <clears throat> uh, verse 
11. And remember back when we studied this at the time that Zacharias was a priest and they had lots to decide what duty they were would have in the temple and his lot was to light incense at the altar of incense in the temple. And he was in there doing that when this was what happened. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now, when he was in there, there was not supposed to be anybody else really in there doing much. And so you can imagine he might have been a little bit surprised when there was suddenly an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense that he was going to light. And remember that <clears throat> that incense was symbolic of the prayers of the saints going up praying for the Messiah to come. And, and all the people were outside the temple in the courtyard praying at the time that he lit the the incense. And they're all praying for things, but mostly praying that the Messiah would come because he'd been promised. And that was the whole purpose of the temple was to proclaim the coming of the, the Messiah, the Lord. <clears throat> and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. As, as we might well imagine. Well, that's a, a shock. And the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth <clears throat> shall bear thee a son, and shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. He says, This is just going to be wonderful. You're going to be so happy with him. <clears throat> He shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Remember that. He was going to go forth in the spirit and power of Elijah. And we, and we discovered that, that name Tishbite, Elijah the Tishbite, was, was Elijah the Turner. Remember that. And John was going to turn many the same way. He was going to go out and announce the gospel. <clears throat> and <clears throat> the angel <clears throat> there appeared to Zacharias and told him these things and <clears throat> Zacharias in verse 18 said unto the angel, Where shall I know this? Whereby shall I know this? Isn't, isn't that just the case? An angel of the Lord appears to him and said, Here's what's going to happen. And he says, oh, I need some proof or something. I don't, I don't see how this is going to happen at all. <laughs> I don't believe it. And yet we've, we found back in... in <clears throat> Verse 6 that said, him and his wife, they were both righteous and blameless before the Lord. There's only one way that happens. It's not because they led moral lives or good. they were good people or they, they had their church duty assigned to them and they did that every day. That didn't make them righteous. That didn't make them blameless before the Lord. The only way that happened was through re- regeneration from, from the Lord. <clears throat> but he says, I don't see how this is going to happen. <clears throat> I'm an old man. <laughs> and my wife, she's well stricken in years. She's past the, the time of being able to have a baby. And the angel answering and said unto him, 
I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show these, these things, these glad tidings. <clears throat> Angel Gabriel. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. And when he came out, he couldn't speak. <clears throat> and <clears throat> they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. <clears throat> For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. Uh, it was they were there was a, something about him that caused them to say, "Whoa, this something's different here." <clears throat> And it came to pass, as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And so <clears throat> the angel said, you, you're going to be deaf or dumb and without speech. <clears throat> and then we have this same angel, Gabriel, that appears later to Mary. <clears throat> Fear not, Mary, in verse 30. For thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. <clears throat> the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David, and he, he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom shall there shall be no end. <clears throat> and Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, saying, I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, and therefore that, that holy thing <clears throat> which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So this, this angel, he's been sent about, it said in verse 26, In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee, and named Nazareth to a virgin, the spouse to, to Joseph of the house of David. <clears throat> and all these things come, they kind of congeal at this point in time. This angel bringing the glad tidings that Emmanuel, a virgin shall conceive and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. In Matthew it tells us, Matthew one twenty three, thou shalt call his name Emmanuel being interpreted as God with us. Not only God, in our pastor brought out in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He came and, and dwelt among us, took on flesh, came and dwelt among us. <clears throat> but that God with us, the enormity of that, the, the immensity of that statement is so much more than just, oh, God just came down and took up residence here for a while. <laughs> At the time, John <clears throat> was being born. Mary, this, this God with us was in the womb of Mary. He was, he was here. And God with us, just the enormity of that statement. You know, the Apostle Paul in Romans 8 brought that out 
we we always love that that eighth chapter of Romans among a lot of others, but <clears throat> he declares this truth regarding God and his being with us from eternity and working all things for for good to those who who love him because he first loved us in predestinating and calling and justifying and glorifying them, it says in Romans uh, 8.31. What shall we say to these things? If he's predestined, not only that, he predestined, not only that, but he called us, not only that, he justified us, not only that, he glorified us. Then he says, what shall we say to these things then? If God has done all that, if God is with us, what shall we say to these things? And he says, if God be for us, if God is with us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. <clears throat> and at that very moment that Zacharias is announcing the name of his son, he was here. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we not with him also freely give us all all things? A, I lay down my life for the sheep. In John 10.15. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God elect? It's God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who who maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? <clears throat> shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? There's nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of Christ. As it is written, for thy sake we're killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. A lot of things happen to us because of being in this world, a world that's so impacted by the fall, but yet none of those things separates us from the love of God in Christ. <clears throat> Nay, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. A virgin shall conceive, and he's, his name is Emmanuel, God, God with us. And so we go back to <clears throat> Zacharias here and little bit later in the chapter and <clears throat> Elizabeth has given birth they bring this baby forth to be circumcised <clears throat> Zacharias has had nine months to think about things now in the <clears throat> as we go if we look back in in verse uh, 20 of chapter 1 thou shalt be dumb <clears throat> and not able to speak. <clears throat> in my Greek interlinear, the, these are two separate things. <clears throat> it, it says, <clears throat> and behold, thou shalt be being silent, and thou shalt be being unable to speak. So it kind of gives you two separate things here. <clears throat> and we know that's true because what we just read in in the later in the chapter in verse uh, 62 when they bring that baby forth and they 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 said 
going to call him Zacharias? And they said, no, nope, his name is John. And so they go to the father, who's the ultimate decider on what the name is going to be. <clears throat> and it says in verse 62, and they made signs to his father. Now that word signs means they gestured at him with their hands. They made, they made signs to him. Uh, for the sermon audio, I'm making the signs here. <laughs> if he could hear, they would have said, Zacharias, what are you going to name that baby? And when I was looking into this a little bit, there's there's three Greek words for this dumb. That's that's <clears throat> it's variously translated dumb, deaf, and various things in the in the New Testament. <clears throat> and um, there's. COP, which means involuntary stillness or inability to speak, which he kind of had that symptom. And there's uh, CJ, which is a, I'm not going to talk and you can't make me kind of a word. <laughs> I'm clamming up. And then there's Kofos, which means blunted of hearing or speech, means it's been, ta that ability has been taken away from. Him. And I, and Hawker and Matthew Henry believe that's the word and that's used here. And in my Strong's, it, it's a, it shows a different word. But when I look it up in my Greek interlinear, it's a, it's a different word than what Strong used. And so, I don't. Maybe one of them comes from one Septuagint. One of them comes from somewhere else. I don't know. But, but anyway, this Kofos seems to be the more appropriate term here because they wouldn't have made signs to him if he could hear. And this same word is translated in uh, Luke uh, chapter 7 verse 22. The same word dumb is translated as deaf. <clears throat> In Luke 7:22, then Jesus answering and said unto them, "Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard, and how the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear." That's the same word as as dumb in in some places. <clears throat> the dead are raised to the poor. The gospel is preached. So it seems like. Zacharias suffered two chastisements for his unbelief <clears throat> and uh, according to the purpose of God. He had, he had nine months to contemplate the last words that he heard from Gabriel. And this Gabriel, uh, I think our pastor brought a little bit on that some, some time ago, but <clears throat> the name Gabriel means man and they, they put this of God in there, man of God. But I, I think that of is is superfluous. I think it just means man God, and the the man part of it, the the Gabe, Gabriel, 
is from a Hebrew word meaning uh, gibir or gaber, as it would be pronounced. <clears throat> and it means a valiant man, a man who prevails. And the L part is L as in God Almighty. And when you put those together, you have the man, the valiant man, the valiant God-man that prevails. The, the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> who stands in the presence of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And he was sent to speak and to show, it says there in, in the beginning part of his discourse with Zacharias. I am sent to, to speak unto you and to show you these glad tidings. Well, what glad tidings would that be? The Messiah is coming and your son is going to be the man that prepares the way that was declared in Malachi chapter 3. Behold, I send my messenger and he shall prepare the way of the Lord. He'll get out there ahead of time and preach the gospel and declare that the kingdom of God is at hand and turn many to the Lord. Elisha the Turner. <clears throat> Sent to speak and to show. Hebrews, remember when our good buddy Lance was here and he brought that wonderful lesson from Hebrews chapter 6. God, who sundry times and diverse manners spake in time passed unto the fathers by the prophets, those same prophets that he mentions in, in the beginning of Luke here, hath in these last times spoken unto us by his son. And I think that's who is speaking unto Zacharias, and that's who is speaking unto Elizabeth, and that's who is speaking unto Mary. And he said unto them, These words which I spake unto you, these are the words which I spake unto you, while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. And boy, we've spent some time just while we've been in the book of Luke going back to Psalm 22 and, and various places and uh, looking at these, these scriptures that describe just exactly what was going to happen. <clears throat> A virgin shall conceive from Isaiah chapter 7. Uh, <clears throat> Malachi, we just read, Chapter 3, Behold, I send my messenger. Uh, <clears throat> then opened he their understanding. This is from uh, Luke chapter 24, 44, where he's talking to those folks that he was with after his resurrection. And he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. <clears throat> you remember, they, even though they knew the scriptures, they, they, they sort of just couldn't go there. He said, I have to go to Jerusalem and be killed. And they said, No, no, no. 
He says, if I don't do that, then this is all useless. <laughs> if, I, if I don't go and be killed to pay the sins, if I don't lay down my life for the ransom of the sheep, they're doomed. <clears throat> and he opened their understanding about the scriptures con concerning himself. They're just, and the more you, it's it's kind of like turning the page in the, in the book, and you once you have the the translation key, <laughs> oh, oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. He's he's everywhere. Every scripture tells something about him. <clears throat> A little bit later, where as we we go through here, there, in this first chapter, there's just such an immense amount of things about the Lord from the Old Testament. He's going to raise up a horn of David, a salvation. Well, what's that about? We learn about the... There's a lot about horns in the, in the Old Testament. The altar was held up by things called horns. It was, they were... The, this altar was made out of wood and these horns were made out of wood and they were covered with brass to protect them so they wouldn't burn up in the judgment fire of the acceptance of the sacrifice that they were making. Uh, <clears throat> he's come to be a light, a light to the Gentiles. We find all these things come out here in this, in this book of Luke. <clears throat> and you know, it's this Gabriel, this man of God, this valiant man. We could find the same thing back in Daniel chapter 8, verse 15. It came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen a vision and sought for meaning. Then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. God's spoken to us by his son. He's told his son, make them understand. And so we find, as we said in Luke chapter 24, he caused them, he opened their understanding so they could understand the, the scriptures. <clears throat> and I like those those guys on the road to Emmaus, and, and maybe you've had this experience, but sometimes when the Lord reveals something to you, you, you just you can hardly contain it, and you can hardly explain it. And and those those two those guys they said, didn't our hearts burn within us? And if you've experienced that kind of thing happening. You know just what they're talking about. Oh. And, and you can hardly talk about it. It just takes your breath away. And, and they said, didn't, didn't our hearts burn within us when he, when he opened to us the scriptures? Told us of electing eternal love from before the foundation of the world. That before the world was even made... <clears throat> He made a covenant and agreed to come down here, take on himself the, the form of a man, 
be born, be confined in that womb for nine months, grow up, and then offer himself a sacrifice that we might be redeemed. So in the case of Zacharias, even though he was declared to be righteous and blameless before the Lord, that it's just a picture that the flesh is still a problem. And God was merciful to him. <clears throat> and he didn't just deal with him maybe as he deserved, but <clears throat> he caused him to be in silence and just imagine the last words he heard. <clears throat> I don't know if you if you were suddenly struck blind, maybe the last thing you saw would be what stuck in your mind. And you would think about that the whole time you were blind. And Zacharias, he heard the words of the man God. And for nine months, he thought about that. Nine months and eight days. (laughs) He said, his name is John. He is going to declare the coming of the Lord. He's going to prepare the people. And so these things that Gabriel told him just before he removed his ability to hear that he'd have a son that would be great in the sight of the Lord, would go forth in the spirit and power of Elijah. He would prepare the way, make ready a people prepared for the Lord. From verse 16, the Lord Emmanuel, God with us, sent to save his people from their sins. And, And his reaction was, I don't see how that can happen. I don't believe that. <clears throat> he didn't believe Malachi. Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. <clears throat> he didn't believe Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. <clears throat> and God gave him some time to contemplate <laughs> And what the first thing, the first thing that he does, his mouth was opened immediately as soon as he wrote his name is John. His mouth was opened immediately in verse 64 of chapter 1. And his tongue was loosed and he spake and praised God. It kind of reminded me of Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> from back from Daniel. If you remember back in Daniel chapter 4, I believe that is. He says, when I got my senses back, I praised and extolled the king and the Lord and the God of heaven. And he can do what he wants. And nothing can say unto him, what doest thou? And, and on and on he went. He had a different view of God. <laughs> after God gave him a little time to think about it. He spoke and praised God and and 
fear came on all that dwelt about them, and all those sayings were noised about through all the hill country of Judea. And they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child is this going to be, this John, who's going to, who was prophesied of? Zechariah said, My son, he's, he's from Malachi 3. <laughs> He's going to prepare the way of the Lord. He's going to prepare the people. He's going to declare the coming of the Messiah. The thing that we've all been waiting for, the thing that you people have been standing outside the temple praying for, it's, it's here. Right at the, As we speak, he's over there with Mary. As we speak, he's God with us. He's Emmanuel. Imagine that. And his father was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited his people and, and redeemed his people. <clears throat> now I think there's a double meaning there, because surely God had visited him. Gabriel, the man God. And... He was there as he spoke in the womb of Mary, taking on the form of a man. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were, that were all their life in bondage to the law, all their lives slaves to sin, all their life in, in the prison of darkness. <clears throat> and he hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And so that's where we're going to be next time, the horn of salvation. And there's just a lot about horns. In the, they're, they're a symbol of strength. They're, they're a symbol of power. They blew the ram's horns and the walls fell down. And he said, as they, he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. Imagine in nine months, all those came back to him <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and he says, I have understanding now that I didn't have before. <clears throat> and... <clears throat> So we're going to stop there, pick this up again next time. It just gets better. <laughs> Thank you and be free.